Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, Executive Director of EdSource. It's no secret that the pandemic has had a profound effect on school staffing, and there's one education-related job that impacts kids even before they arrive at school, bus drivers. It's an important job that ensures kids who might otherwise lack a ride get to school on time. But in many districts, there just aren't enough drivers. Health concerns and increased competition from commercial companies have made filling these jobs difficult. California has had an acute shortage of bus drivers throughout the pandemic. School officials say it's one of their biggest problems among a long list of challenges during these unprecedented times. It impacts parents because now they have to call in to work and say, you know what, I'm going to be at least one or two hours late. The student is going to be one or two hours late, and now they've already lost two hours of their own education because they still have to get to class. How can districts across the state attract and retain enough bus drivers? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. Some of my earliest memories are of riding the school bus. I grew up in rural Mendocino County in Northern California. My sisters and I would walk out to the end of our driveway in the woods and wait on the side of the road for the big yellow school bus. In first grade, my school bus driver Steve would joke with me every day, and I grew to love him. Even when he forgot to drop me off because I was so short, he couldn't see me over the high-backed seats. I can still smell those seats, and I can still remember the chaos of kids yelling and laughing on the way to and from school. As an adult, I realize not everyone in California rides a school bus to school or even has the opportunity to. But I know that bus drivers are important. Olivia Minor became a school bus driver in Sacramento City Unified School District in 2012. She started because her aunt, who she admired, was a bus driver. My aunt's been a bus driver for almost 25 years. And I love the freedom that you're driving a very big, challenging vehicle. And I love kids. So that is exactly how I kind of got pulled into it. It was supposed to be a temporary job. Olivia thought she would do it for a few years and then go to college. Once you start knowing these children, it kind of changes your life. And I don't see myself leaving these kids. I really enjoy the challenge of being able to receive these kids at the beginning of the school year, being a positive influence in their life and changing their lives. Near the beginning of her career as a bus driver, Olivia started driving to and from Oak Ridge Elementary School. Nobody wanted this route. Because it, you had 87 kids on board, and we had challenging students on there. I remember little kids coming on my bus, and I would have to brush her hair. Um, I remember students that would come in with their, their collars all twisted. I was like, hold on, come here, let's fix your collar. Um, and it really made me want to make a difference in their lives. Some kids on Olivia's bus had parents that were in jail or just going through hard times. Olivia made a point to tell them they were smart. They could do something great in life. I've always been very upfront with these kids. And I've said, if I ever see you out in the streets, I don't care how old I am. I'm going to nag on you and I'm going to tell you that you're better than that. And um, I remember one student at the end of the year, he got eight recognitions. And he was so proud of himself because he got eight recognitions, even though his dad was in jail at that current time. And um, I actually sat down with him and I told him, you know what, even if your dad's not there because he chose to do things he wasn't supposed to, you're too smart to end up in the streets. Several years later, Olivia ran into the same young man, 
And I said, don't I know you? He's like, yeah, you're Miss Olivia. You used to take me to Oak Ridge. I said, so what are you doing? He's like, I'm working part-time and I'm going to the community college. And I was so proud of him. I believe I made just a little speck of, of, of hope for him. I helped just to make just a little grain of salt into his heart and probably helped him make that difference for him not to end up the way his father did. And that's the type of, of things that keep me in this industry. There's no money in this industry. There's, there's really no, you're not going to become famous. You're not going to be someone that can retire and have nothing to worry about. But if I can change one kid's life and know that he's not going to be in the system, that he's not going to run the streets, that to me changes everything. That to me means the world because now this young man has an opportunity to make a difference. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, bus driver shortage. Olivia was a bus driver for about 10 years. Then, more recently, she became a scheduler for other bus drivers. She says this year her job is especially hard because they have fewer drivers than ever before. It's never been this way. It's, it's horrible. We're talking about a department that used to have 125 drivers. Now going down to about 80 drivers. We're not losing kids. Now more than ever, we have more special ed children that require transportation from home to school. However, we don't have the manpower. Sacramento City Unified says the district has 79 drivers and needs 21 more. Olivia says some mornings she has to call families to say they just don't have a bus available for their kids. You will get a call and you will say, we don't have a bus for you this morning. You can wait until someone's done with their morning run about 930 and we will gladly send a bus out to you and take you to school. But by then it impacts parents because now they have to call into work and say, you know what, I'm going to be at least one or two hours late. The student is going to be one or two hours late. And now they've already lost two hours of their own education because they still have to get to class. And this is on a daily basis, at least two to three runs. According to a RAND Corporation survey that came out last week, 57 percent of the 359 districts surveyed nationwide had a considerable shortage of bus drivers this school year. In urban districts, it was 69%. Districts across California are combining and collapsing routes and scrambling to find enough drivers for the routes that are left. My colleague Diana Lambert covered this issue for EdSource. Hi, Diana. Hi, Zadie. How are you? Pretty good. So how bad is this bus driver shortage? Can you give me some examples from across the state? Well, the bus driver shortage is pretty severe. It's actually the most severe shortage of all the staffing shortages in education across California. And uh, places like Palm Springs, the shortage is so bad that bus drivers have to double back and pick up a second load of students every morning, making kids up to an hour late for school. That's crazy. It is. It's really extremely bad. I mean, it's just that bus drivers are in such short supply. In San Diego Unified, they're short 50 drivers. And um, they have 8,000 kids that they need to transport 
every day. So they look a lot like Palm Springs and that kids are late for school and bus drivers have to double back for kids. So they're desperately in need of bus drivers in San Diego and they're, and they're, they're advertising everywhere and doing everything they can to get bus drivers. And so, you know, I, I know it was already hard to find bus drivers in some places. Um, what's different this year? Well, the difference is the pandemic. First of all, a lot of bus drivers and last year as well, a lot of bus drivers chose not to come back and work because of health concerns. And also there's a severe driver shortage across the state in, in commercial businesses. So the commercial businesses are offering more money, more hours, and they're luring away school bus drivers. Pay for school bus drivers varies greatly in California, but generally ranges from $15 to $36 an hour. It's mostly part-time work, with some work in the morning and then more in the afternoon. In contrast, commercial truck drivers who work locally can make between $60,000 and $88,000 a year, according to the online job board Indeed. In addition, there's a lot of other hurdles for school bus drivers. Here's how Olivia describes it. Drivers are not looking to come to a position where you're going to start at $17 an hour and have to be drug tested, have to pass a background check, have to, not only that, the level of maintenance that is required to keep your commercial driver's license, no other hiring company makes you test with a CHP every five years. On top of that, you have to have a first aid card with you at all times. And on top of that, you have, have to have a medical certificate. So there's not only mental, physical wear and tear in your body, but on top of that, the pay's not there. The top pay for a bus driver in Sacramento City Unified is $21 an hour. Olivia says there are bus drivers that have left her district to drive a garbage truck instead. I mean, they're out there and, and they're like, I have to go. I have to go because I will be better off driving a city truck, picking up your trash, than picking up your students. That's such a sad story. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. That's reality. That's so, that's reality. It's, it's mind-blowing. It really is. I will make $35 an hour if I go and work for the city picking up the trash. That's almost $15 more at a top pay for our bus drivers. Why would you not go? You stay, and the only reason you stay is because you care for these kids. There's no other reason why to stay. But the big question is, where would the districts get the money to pay bus drivers more? And a lot of people have asked, why can't they use COVID dollars? But COVID dollars are often one-time dollars. And that means uh, districts are reluctant to hire people with COVID dollars because how do they pay them next year and the year after and the year after that? So COVID dollars aren't really uh, feasible for pay. What are districts doing to solve this problem? Well, they're doing a few things, uh, not very successfully, honestly. They're increasing pay incrementally, not by a large amount. And they're advertising everywhere. You know, they're advertising on the sides of, of vans. They're not allowed to advertise on the school buses, but on the vans and across uh, their, their yards, they're putting banners. And so they're trying to entice them, but they're really not increasing pay much. Some of the school districts hire special trainers who do the behind the wheel training and help them with the classroom training, help kind of hold their hand as they go through the process. I mean, some districts have full-time jobs. They actually add um, some maintenance hours or other hours to give their employees a full eight-hour shift, but, but many don't. Yeah, it almost makes me wonder if, you know, the bus driver could do another job in the district, like if they can work on the, you know, 
playground or do something else in the school. Well, some districts have figured that out. And I think that's one of the things they're, you know, to try to fill in the hours so they can give someone a full-time job. And most do offer benefits. Olivia's district, Sacramento City Unified, offers full benefits for bus drivers. Olivia says that's about the only perk, that and being there for the kids. She says one solution the school district came up with was to buy white vans for some routes. You're not required to have a commercial driver's license to to be able to move that white van. So the requirements are lower. However, your pay is at $16. And a lot of people are just saying, why would I go to a location, drive for six hours, a split shift, start at six o'clock from six to 9.30, then have to forcefully go on break from 9.30 to 1.30, come back at 1.30 and probably be out by 5 o'clock in the, in the afternoon and only only get paid $16 an hour when I can really easily go to McDonald's and make $17 an hour just by flipping burgers, eight hours guaranteed, 12 months out of the year. Olivia says part of the problem is that the industry just hasn't changed with society. This used to be a job for retirees, for people that just kind of just didn't have much to do in life. And this was an extra income. We're talking probably 20, 30 years ago where you didn't have to have two spouses working. Now, with inflation, with everything going up, you have to either find a second income, which means that at five o'clock, you're clocking out and you're trying to go somewhere else and do at least four hours to compensate for that time that you're not getting paid. Some states require school districts to offer transportation for students who live far away from school. But California does not. And in recent decades, many school districts have cut their school bus programs or completely eliminated them. Across the state, the numbers vary. People have said 9 percent, 10 percent, but it's a really low percentage of students who actually take the bus. And that's because California is one of the very few states that don't require busing for all students. So we uh, only require busing for special education and foster youth Uh, and in special circumstances. Not having school bus transportation for everyone has many effects. I know in Oakland, not having school bus transportation worsens school segregation because children can only go to a school far from their house if their parents can drive them there. Diana says there's a bill that could change that. There is a bill in the works right now that would require busing for all students. And the state says they will pay for it, but the, the fiscal feasibility hasn't been done yet, and, and it sounds like it would be a really expensive bill, and uh, I'm not sure if they'd be able to pay for all students to be bused. If it were to pass, Diana, what, the big question for me was, would districts even be able to staff all the new bus routes if they don't have enough drivers to begin with? That is the question. The question is, if there is a bill that's passed that um, requires busing for all students, will there be staffing? And, I mean, they can't staff the routes they have now. You know, Palm Springs went from 82 routes to 72 routes because it couldn't staff the other 10 routes. So that's what the districts are saying. They're saying, how do we staff this? For school bus drivers like Olivia, the answer is clear. Pay bus drivers more and give them more hours. There's no way that as a bus driver, you should have to choose, what do I want? Do I want to bring home money to feed my kids? Or do I want to stay loyal to my students and have them taken to school? There's no reason why you should have to pick between a career that you love and a purpose that you feel to to these children to make their life better. 
And you know what? I can't make my house payment this month. So my children might be evicted from their own home. This is a true struggle. We have bus drivers that have to go and get a quick loan for the last couple of days so that they can put gas in their cars to make it to work. This should not be happening. This should not be happening to drivers that have dedicated their lifetime to a district. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to Olivia Miner, Diana Lambert, and our director, Ann Vasquez. And a special shout out to all the bus drivers out there. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Stewart Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe on any podcast platform you like. 